you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed some light. Episode 109 coming to you on a Friday. We've got a couple of crisp Miller Light cracks from the boys. I'm going to get it out of the way first. Jack, I'm exhausted. Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> don't, don't you fucking dare. But we are going to be bringing the energy to you, I promise, on this Friday episode. Uh, other than tired, how you doing? Just fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. Doing fucking great. Okay. Well, hey, we have got our ice cold Miller lights in hand. I hope that you do as well. And uh, we're gonna get into episode one hundred nine here with some sports talk right off the bat. Uh, where are we start? We talking baseball? We talking football? College? Pro? Basketball? If you want to, what are we doing? You pick. Let's uh let's knock some baseball out right off the bat. Okay. White Sox. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm I'm slightly concerned. Uh okay. <laughs> if our panic meter is like uh like 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champions to uh, 2021 Notre Dame football. I'll make this analogy a lot fucking easier. If panic is 100, I'm at like a 70. Oh, I'm at like a 50. Maybe 60 at the most. I'm more concerned than not concerned. Why? Dude, we have not been playing good baseball. I don't know if you've like been watching it all. Like, It's just not been good. The Angels fucking stink. They just took two out of three out of us. We look fucking horrible. I don't care who's pitching. Our offenses look like shit. Like, do I think that we have the talent to beat anybody in all of baseball? Yes, 100%. But, like, you look at teams that win the World Series, it's not fucking teams that are skidding into October, and we're skidding into October. Well, it's still the middle of September. We're not pitching our best lineups, that is for sure. And there's no shot that we're playing all of our best actual players. Tim's getting so many days off, understandably so. We want him healthy for the playoffs. Put the people out there that we actually need to see out there, and I'll give you a whole different perspective. Yeah, that's the other thing that concerns me. I don't give a fuck if we're 11 games up in the division. You're still not resting your best players all the time. Like, and I get it that they've been hurt, and it is what it is. But, like I said, you don't want to go skidding into October, and you don't want your best players sitting for months on end before October happens. And both of those have been happening for the White Sox. I do think that now is about the time where that resting needs to stop. Yeah, and, and, I'm, I'm, and it hasn't, and I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm not panicking. Like I said, I still think that we are good enough to compete and can compete against any team. But, like, 
you want your team playing their best baseball come end of September to October, and we are far from that. It's middle of September. Far from middle it. of September. Dude, we're, we're in a dip right now. Dude, and this is where it's the not starts. This it's is where not the fucking starts. something that like, like you want your team like gradually ramping up, ramping up, ramping up throughout August, September, and then into October. The White Sox have been like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, really bad. Did you and see, we're in the really bad right now. Did you see what happened in the yesterday and Thursday's game? The end of the game specifically. Dude, that has nothing to do with the conversation that we just had. I understand that, but it actually does in the grand scheme of things. I mean, not really. There's no reason that those players should be in the position that they're in if we're playing and pitching an actual playoff lineup. What are you talking about? It was a 9-3 to game. Right. The end of the game was... Uh, Jose at third, Mike Wright and Larusa get tossed, and uh, what is it? Romy Gonzalez pitching. That has nothing to do if we were playing a it playoff does. lineup or not. It does, dude. Our because one through seven hitters in that game were should have played exponentially better than the Angels. The Angels. Shohei Otani is in, like, the biggest slump of his life, and the Angels put nine up on us. That's not good. I don't care who the fuck we're playing out there. It's just not good. But it, you should care who the fuck we're playing because we're not playing our everyday players who are going to be playing in the playoffs. We're missing, what, one or two? Did Tim play today? Yep. Did Yoan play today? No. That was it. Uh, Yaz didn't play. Yaz got the day off. Okay, so that's two right there. Who'd we start pitching? Uh, Lopez. Okay, so that's your fringe slash last starter. Okay, again, we're playing the Angels, though, and that's what's concerning to me. The Angels should not put up nine runs. And it's not like we didn't even put up a fight. We put up zero fight. We the the and I've said it this entire I I brought it up on like a, a, the episode like a week ago where it's like, you know we we say all these things about oh like don't be concerned about the White Sox against like five hundred teams or you know they do this like whole up and down thing where they're like ten runs one game zero runs the next. It's starting to get to the point where like you could make excuses for that at the beginning of the year being like you know they'll put it all together and you know they'll hit stride in playoffs. The times come, they haven't. Again, not panicking. I'm slightly concerned. I'm slightly concerned as well, but I'm not at the seventy percent that you said that you were at. Twenty. I'm twenty above average. I'm floating at fifty to sixty max. Fifty. Fifty is like I'm chilling. I, we're right where we need to be. Because anywhere on the other side of that is like, oh, we're in a good spot. And I still think we. For the most part, are. I don't think we're right where we need to be at all. I don't think that we are right where we need to be, but I think that it's not that out of the question to get right there. I mean, we're going to have to rattle off about like eight, nine out of like 11 
for me to be like, yeah, we're fucking good. The next teams we play are trash cans. The last part of the season is trash cans. And like I said, if we don't win 9 out of the next 11, 8 out of the next 11, I'm going to be very concerned. So that's the perfect setup to get us on a roll heading into October. It is. Exactly. Which is why this next coming two weeks are going to be like, I might be hitting the panic button at the end of these two weeks. If we go 6-5, and 7-4, seven and, seven and I'm going to be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I will be, like, I will genuinely be very concerned. At that point, yes. Right now, no. I'm slightly concerned. 70% is slightly concerned. 70% is toeing the line between, like, slightly and actually concerned. Yeah. That's where, that's exactly where you should be right now. Because I'm I'm toeing that line of, like, I'm still slightly concerned. But like I said, I think we play Texas next. We go down to Texas... And we lose two out of three, like I'm fucking 80, 80 to 85%. I'm less concerned about the White Sox than I am about Notre Dame football. No. Yeah, 100%. No. 120%. Notre Dame football has sucked through two weeks. The O line's going to figure it out. They are not. Don't talk to the Notre Dame offensive line stand like that. The the defense is going to figure it out. The offense is hopeless in my mind. Oh, and see, by hopeless, that's, I mean, that's, that's where I think you're completely wrong. I'm more concerned about the defense. No. 100%. No. The defense has athletes. The linebacker position does not. But the defensive line and safeties and kind of cornerbacks have athletes. I have no concern about the defense under Marcus Freeman. He is a more than sufficient coach. Okay, see, this is where <laughs> this is where I got to call you out on this because the the thing that you're going to say is that Marcus Freeman is a more than sufficient coach, and Jeff Quinn sucks. Correct. Why? They've Jeff had Quinn? equally as bad games the first two games of the season. No, dude. Yes. Toledo ran all over us. The on offensive defense. line is absolute ass. They are bad, but like I have never seen, I have not seen this bad of a Notre Dame offensive line since like the early two thousands. Okay, like we're going on fifteen. Years. How how long has Jeff Quinn been here? It doesn't matter how long Jeff Quinn has been here because the only reason that Jeff Quinn is here is because he was buddy buddy with uh, Brian Kelly at Grand Valley. I don't think he's actually that good of a coach. How long has he been here? Swear to God, how long has Jeff Quinn been in Notre Dame? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Jeff Quinn. I don't understand how you can how you can honestly say he's not that good of a coach when he has like consistently put up some of the best offensive line. In because, the nation, because he is, the, he's been here. He's been here since 2018. For the past three years, we've had the best, arguably the best offensive line in the nation. And look at the people that we're putting into the NFL. They're these grad student and senior players that have had years to develop. Do you see the people that he has in this year? Also, grad students that have just not developed. Grad students who transferred here and seniors. I think there's like what one or two. One lug lug is a junior. Patterson is our best offensive lineman, and he's not even at the position that he should be at. I just, I, and listen, I'm not arguing with you that the offensive line has been bad. 
I'm arguing with you that you are giving like Marcus Freeman this this pass that like oh you know he's new here he's gonna figure it out, dude. Toledo fucking dominated us on yeah. on offense. That's as bad as you can do. Like why why is he getting the free pass of like we're just gonna forget about the Toledo game and be like he's had he's had a he had a bad game against Florida State and he had a bad game against Toledo. Why are we not, you know, fucking calling for his head? Did Notre Dame win both of those games? Hold on. Let me just just answer these questions. Yes. And for Notre Dame to win, does that mean that the offense put up more points than the defense? Yes. Okay. And did you know that Notre Dame's defense, or Notre Dame's, excuse me, offense ranks dead last, dead last among Power 5 teams in sacks allowed? Literal dead last. So that... That means they allow the most sacks? They allow the most sacks, and we've played Toledo and Florida State. Okay, Florida State, don't discredit Florida State at all. Like, their defensive line isn't a bunch of fucking goons. That kid from Georgia is a fucking animal. They they lost to Jacksonville State. I know. That makes us look even worse. I'm 100%, but those kids are fucking goons. Like, that that, that defensive line is insane at Florida State. I'm going to give you one more stat. Going into this season, did I did we both not agree that uh, Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree are arguably the best backfield in college football? Yes. Okay. Kyron Williams has been hit behind the line of scrimmage on two-thirds of his carries, which is also the highest percentage in all of college football among running backs. I'm not arguing that the I'm not arguing that the offensive line is good. I'm arguing that you are giving Marcus Freeman this like buffer zone and then just being like fuck Jeff Quinn. I am. Okay, well I just don't think that's I, I don't think you should be I think you Jeff Quinn sucks ass and Marcus Freeman I'm going to give him a little bit of time to figure things out. Jeff okay, Quinn's so been here for 4 years. Okay. And he's only been this, here for I, 4 I, years this, because he's Brian Kelly's fishing. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to a fucking brick wall. He's just like it's just you're just gonna the the next three games we could rush for two hundred plus yards and you'd be like fucking offensive line got lucky. We're not going to though. That's the problem. It's Debbie Downer over here. <laughs> we fucking went, we good went, lord. We went from a team that runs the ball so that we could pass to now we have to be a team that passes so that maybe we can run. I'm gonna I, we're gonna run for two hundred plus yards against Purdue. I'm going to put that one out there. And I'm not fucking around either. Like, I genuinely believe that. I really hope that you're right. But I have absolutely... I have negative faith in our offensive line. Nope. We're going to fucking come together and we're going to fucking shove it down Purdue. I hope that you're right. And I hope Jeff Quinn points you out in the crowd and then grabs (laughs) his fucking nutsack at you. And then birds you and then shits in his hand and throws it at you. I would love it if he does because... I would do the exact same thing back to him when our offensive line gets lit up like they have the first two games. Nope. They look like a bunch of trash cans who don't know how to move. Listen, we're going to fucking make the adjustments. Notre Dame offensive line, stand. Fucking, we're going to pound it down Purdue's throat. 200 plus yards on the run game. I also think that so, uh, I would say 
90% of the blame of the offensive line goes to Jeff Quinn. I think 10% goes to Tommy Reese. Because I don't like the play calling that they're using for run games. It's like spread offense, draw up the middle. Don't fucking run the ball like that. Pull a guard, use a tight end, and run to the outside. Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams are not power backs. They're not running up the middle backs. They're fucking get to the outside, hit a gap, and let's see what they can do. The thing is, though, to get runs going to the outside, you have to have a mobile quarterback. No, you don't. You do. You don't. Cohen is not mobile at all. You don't. All you have to do is go uh, shotgun, Tyree on the right, tight end to the left, pull a guard, hand it off, and have him run across you. That's it. That's all you got to do. There, the the with You can run to the ball to the outside without a mobile quarterback. It's with, been done. With the offensive line that we have and the immobile quarterback that we currently have, it has narrowed the field down to basically the middle third, which is why the defenses are absolutely teeing off on us and getting to the quarterback in like 0.07 seconds. I, I 100%, I agree with you that, you know, having Cohen in there, but like how much of a difference, and, and you could kind of see it, do you think Tyler Buckner makes enough of a difference in the run game to warrant him being the starter? Not yet. When would that happen? When would that, f- like, flip, that, that switch would flip? When he can understand defenses enough to call out, to comfortably call out pressures and get him sufficient in the passing game. Do we know that he can't? No. Okay, so then how do we find out if he can? We play him more than 18 or 19 snaps or whatever he had against Toledo. But I feel like that that's never going to happen unless Cohen astronomically fucks up. Correct. And that's why Cohen's literally just a bridge to get us to next year. Yeah, but see, this, this this goes back to my whole problem at the beginning. This is why I didn't like Jack Cohen to begin with, is because I don't want the I don't we don't need a bridge. We do. We don't. We do. You got to give you got to give Buckner time to learn the offense and be able to read defensive schemes, dude. Brian Kelly has statistically been so much better with a first year rookie quarterback than any other returning quarterback. Question. I don't question. Question. Cohen. Has he played in the Notre Dame offense? No. So that makes him a... Okay, but then if you're learning the Notre Dame offense, you just said you need Buckner to get a year to learn the Notre Dame offense. Jack Cohen, what, he didn't get a year to learn the Notre Dame offense? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt being a fifth-year senior leading Wisconsin to a Rose Bowl, that he can pick it up faster than Buckner, who has played one year in the last three due to COVID in California. I also just, like... And and I get it that like you, you go to different levels of football and it gets more you know schemes get more complicated or whatever. I refuse to believe that going from you know California football, which is very highly regarded as you know like probably one of the top like three you know hotbeds for football, that Texas and Florida probably mm-hmm. that like jumping into the Notre Dame offense is that schematically more challenging. To the point where he's just lost behind that quarterback. Schema- I will a thousand percent agree with you. Schematically, not that much, not that much more challenging. The challenge, I believe, is in the speed that the defense is coming at him. 
you're not used to that in high school ball, no matter what level you play it, no matter how good the offensive line is in front of you. I'm actually worried that Cohen is going to get to the point of, uh, was it Sam Darnold the uh, other year with the Jets where he had that quote of seeing ghosts because of how bad his offensive line was? He just felt pressure that wasn't there. I'm worried that Cohen's going to get to that point. Eh, I don't think so. Cohen, Cohen like... He, he got demolished by Toledo. He doesn't a MAC team. Yeah, but he doesn't six sacks. He doesn't take hits like that. Like his sacks are like his sacks are all sacks that like you could get out of if he just didn't like cement himself to the ground. Six sacks against Toledo. Okay, a couple things. I joked around that Toledo's bad. Like you're, I feel like you're acting like they're the fucking sisters of the blind. They're all Division One athletes, so like, let's calm down a little bit here. They're Division One athletes in the MAC. Like, I'm not trying to downplay them, but like, to give up six sacks against Toledo, agree, it's bad. But like, offensive line university, agree. But at the same time, like, none of those sacks were like, oh, this guy just like beat this dude one on one. It was like, oh, pocket collapses and Jack Cohen is immobile and and doesn't know how to like get out of the pocket and like, okay, now he's fucking sacked. All right, so let me let me play devil's devil's advocate. Here. Like I th- I think that Ian Book pocket- Ian Book takes like one to two sacks against Toledo. Okay, the pocket collapses against Toledo. What the nuts do you think is going to happen against Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Dude. North Carolina, Virginia Tech, anyone else that we have on the schedule that's in a Power Five conference? I don't care how good they are; they're still in a Power Five and not the MAC. I I hundred percent agree, and and. I don't know if you, like, understand what I'm telling you. Like, the pocket's going to collapse if they played, you know... The pocket's going to collapse against anyone because our offensive line is absolute trash bags. The pocket's going to collapse if Alabama played Mercer, which they did, and at a time, the pocket eventually collapses. (laughs) You understand that, correct? It's going to happen against anybody. Eventually collapsing and collapsing in .7 seconds is a different story. It didn't know it collapsed like it there was time to make plays and jack cohen if he could scramble would have made plays and would have gotten sacked a lot less but he, instead he just like fucking legitimately like drills his feet into the ground and he's like i will not move from this one singular spot and the offensive line does have to get better but jack cohen also has to get more mobile he has to realize when the pocket is collapsing and move. He just hasn't fucking done that. He didn't do it against Florida State, and he sure as hell did do it against Toledo. You're so fucking negative about this team, and it's insane. I'm I'm negative. I'm literally so positive about this team other than the offensive line. I have absolutely zero confidence in the offensive line. Okay, we're done talking about the offensive line. I want to talk about the defense. They were they have been concerning both games. Dude, the defense, okay, say say the defense have had like what? Give them I don't know, 80, 90 plays that they've been out on the field for in two games. Sure. Okay. Other than 7 to 10 plays, they've looked dominant. Ah, uh, that is a guaranteed fact. They have given up. Okay, and and, up and, and, a and then handful and of, then I'm gonna say a handful, five at the maximum plays 
per game that they broke, that the other team broke loose, no matter who we're playing, that should not have happened. Other than that, they have been absolutely dominant, and they have more athletes than the offense does, and I have no concern about them figuring things out and turning it around. Okay, so then here's the counterpoint to that. You're saying there have a, a handful of five or so plays a game, which the team breaks and scores. Those fives, four of them are touchdowns, five of them are touchdowns. That's concerning. If the big play, if you're giving up four big plays a game and every single fucking one of them is a touchdown, that's bad. It is. That's extremely bad. But that's a team that like is like, hey, you know, we're it, basketball wise. We're going to fucking live or die. We're going to play the 2-3 zone, and we're not going to let you score in the paint. And then it's like, oh, just kidding. We have five shooters on our team. We're just going to fucking nail threes all game. So this it's like, is, dude, you're canceling out one part and giving them all the rest of it. This is the way that I look at it. The defense locks down 80% of the time and will give up scores and big plays 20% of the time. We're gonna That's flip- not good. It's not good. But we're going to flip the flip the ball here. The offense, thanks to the line, will lock down 20% of the time and give up sacks and quarterback pressures and hits in the backfield 80% of the time. Just always coming back. We're talking about the defense. I'm not talking about the fucking offense. I'm line. putting it in perspective here. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not I'm talking about the defense. Give me some perspective though. Am I wrong? No, but my thing is, is like, and I don't want, I don't want this to sound like we're just sitting here being fucking negative because I feel like that's what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be positive, and I'm gonna say that the offensive line is gonna figure it out. And when they do, I, I ban you from cheering for the offensive line. You're not allowed ever, Fine. and you're not allowed Fine. to cheer for big runs. You have to sit down at the game when they have big runs. <laughs> you have to sit down. You're not allowed to cheer. You're not allowed to. I fucking, I ban you from it. Uh, I, I ban you from that. cheering for big runs. If there's a giant hole that opens up, I, I'm going to Photoshop a fucking middle finger and it's going to say, fuck you, Michael, in the big hole on like the freeze frame that they have on TV every single time. The poof, funny, poof. Okay, the funny thing is, is that the big runs are going to break out due to talent at the running back position no. rather than no. skill at the no. offensive line. No, no, <laughs> that's literally impossible. <laughs> I swear to God, Watch that's fucking happen. impossible. Watch it happen. What the fuck is Chris Tyree going to do? Is he going to juke 9 million people? Yep. No fucking way. Yep. I love Chris Tyree as much as anybody else, but you're a fucking <laughs> lunatic if you think the big runs are going to come because of the fucking talent in the backfield and not because of good blocking on the offensive line. Did we not have the discussion that Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams are the best back? Yes. And did, and but did it we doesn't. Have, time out. Time out. Did we have any sort of discussion that the offensive line was any good? No. no. Exactly but, okay, my point. Okay, but it doesn't... You understand that, like, it doesn't matter how fucking good of a back you are. If you don't have an offensive line, you're it, It's not gonna. It, you're not going to get runs. Exactly what we've seen through two games. So if there's a big fucking run, it's the offensive line. It's not the absolute godsend of a talent back? Oh my fucking god you understand that what you're arguing right now is that chris tyree and kyron williams should have had great games the first two games because they're so good it doesn't matter how shitty the offensive line is that's what you just said that's what you're arguing i'm saying that i have more faith in our backs to break runs due to their god-given talent than i do that for the offensive line to create a hole for them where are they going to break the run if there's no hole? 
the Titans. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you Titans, are the dumbest person. The you're, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking end this podcast. I'm going to end this fucking podcast, and we're going we're gonna to go fucking fist fight each other. You're the dumbest motherfucker I've Dude, ever met. I literally cannot stand the offensive line. I cannot stand Jeff Quinn. And I think they've played like absolute garbage cans through two weeks. I want them and to I would love nothing more than for them to prove me wrong. Sack down but your throat. Please prove me wrong. I just don't have any confidence that they will. No, dude. Please prove me wrong. Please. That's all that I ask for. This this is this is the difference between the, the White Sox talk that we just had and the Notre Dame talk. I still have confidence in the White Sox. I'm slightly concerned with them. I still have confidence in them. It's the same thing. I'm I'm more I'm I'm 80 to 85% concerned with Notre Dame, but that 15% I'm fucking holding on hard. I still got confidence in them. I still want to fucking ride with them. You're not riding with the offensive line. No, but I'm riding with the whole no, team no, 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 in no, general. No. But no, you can't. I you, can't. You, you're obviously I can't. you can't. No, you can't. can't. No, no, no. Because I Listen. pick Notre Dame to win. I write a blog about Notre Dame Listen. football every week, and I still pick Notre Dame to win despite the absolute ass playing of the offensive Listen, line. But you just contradicted yourself. You said you're not riding with the offensive line, but you're riding with the whole team. You got to asterisk not the whole team. Minus the offensive line, <laughs> because riding. it's not the whole team. It's not <laughs> the, if you ride with the fucking offensive line, it's not the whole goddamn. I am team. riding with you. Got fucking the eighty-five nope, players. Nope. <laughs> fucking ride with the offensive line. Goddamn it. Say it. Say it. I need the positive vibe. Say also, I'm. I ride with the offensive line. I unfortunately ride with the offensive line. No. Also, uh, take the unfortunately out of it. Fucking. It's got to be positive. I ride with the offensive line. <laughs> I no name of the offense. Let's line. go. Okay. We're fucking rushing also, for over 200 yards. If you yards. want my actual like uh, thoughts and insights here, check out irishsportstalk.net. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. But uh, that's where all my Notre Dame football articles are. I think I'm the, I think I'm like the one the one I think I'm the one true rider with the offensive line. Yeah. In like the entire like Notre Dame fan base. And let me tell you, when they finally turn it around, Oh, all you motherfuckers are catching it. All you motherfuckers are catching it. So can I pull the same card with Kevin Austin? Because I've been hype on Kevin Austin for like three years and no one else has. Okay, no. Everybody has always said he's been good. It, it's it's the thing that I said. It's just like he's either fucking got hurt or just been a complete dumbass and gotten like suspended. I've never been like Kevin Austin stinks. I've just been like, he's a fucking idiot, and he's he's like very rarely going to play, which I was right, and now that he is playing, he's great. And I'll, like, I'll gladly admit that. I mean, I would almost take the same comparison slash take there. No, no <laughs> fucking, that's not the same. It, it would have been the same if I was like, if you were like, dude, Kevin Austin's going to be really good. And I was like, Kevin Austin fucking stinks. He's a garbage can out there. You could throw him the ball when he's wide open and he I still wouldn't fucking catch it. Also, the only way he's going to catch a ball is if it's a fucking great throw by the quarterback. It takes no skill from him catching the ball. All right, real quick, though. I am going to throw this out there for this week. Uh, George Karloftis. Great name. Hmm. <laughs> Depending on the position that he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think you're going to diminish his name. Defensive end. Not bad. It's not good. I think it's got that old school flair. 
it's got that old. If he was like a uh, like a nose tackle and wore the like Mike McGlinchey <laughs> fucking down the middle face mask, then I'd be like, this guy makes a lot of sense. Or if he was a white linebacker with a neck brace. Oh yeah, like George Karloftis on the tackle. Yeah, no, George Karloftis, defensive end from Purdue. Oh, fucking, that's better. I like that. This guy stinks, dude. I guarantee you he is going to wreak so much havoc. Oh, I can't wait for us to the our my boys, my boys <laughs> to fucking put him in the goddamn dirt, baby. Also, uh speaking of George Carlos, this, you listen to this. motherfucker. Did you hear did you hear about their drum? Yeah, it's not coming cuz it can't fit down the tunnel. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, Purdue. That's so funny though that we're like, "Hey, like we have a giant tunnel. We're just not going to let you yeah, fucking." No, no, this is the story behind it. So Purdue's drum has evidently been at every football game since 1979, and uh, they were going to bring it, obviously, to the game on tomorrow against Notre Dame, and it does not fit down the visitor's tunnel, and Notre Dame would not let them use the main tunnel. So it's the first game that it's missing since 1979. You want to hear my hot take? Sure. I don't like that. Now it's a fucking chip on their shoulder. It's it's bulletin board material. They're getting hype over a drum, dude. Yeah, like it's fucking Purdue. They don't got anything else to get fucking hype for. Like they're like, oh, they're not getting. It's not like they're getting hype over, but like, oh, these motherfuckers aren't gonna let us bring our drum. Like now it's on. I got I got two takes. One, I like, dude, the drum doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. Exactly. So why not let them have it? Because why would why why would we? Because. It's been here before. Yeah, back in the day before the renovation. It's not like it can't fucking make it down the main tunnel. Right. And, and it's not like they use the main it's tunnel. It's not like they're gonna fucking like like roll it down in the middle of like Notre Dame coming out. It's like, oh here comes the Notre Dame football team and the Purdue drum. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I got two takes about Purdue. You want uh personal or quote unquote professional first? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> professional first. Uh, I think Purdue Pete is the creepiest mascot. Yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah, sure. Like, he's just a regular dude with a huge-ass head that looks like he's on a lot of drugs. Second take, uh, I toured Purdue's campus a couple times. I think it's the ugliest campus in the United States. I just looked up a picture of George Karloftis. Notre Dame's going to put this guy in the fucking dirt. No. Uh, he he wanted to go to Notre Dame, and he came to camps as a high school student, and Notre Dame turned him down. Yeah, we're going to put him in the fucking third. Notre Dame is a... No. Dude, Purdue's no. campus is absolutely yeah, trash. Yeah, Purdue fucking stinks. It's, it literally Purdue looks like stinks. jail cells. Like, every building is just brick with tiny windows. Dude, also, like, I know this isn't true, but, like, every time I think of, like, when, when people are like, dude, you should, like, come to, like, Purdue. Like, because I had a bunch of, like, buddies that went to Purdue. Like, I just, like, imagine, like, I feel like it's just overcast every day. <laughs> 365 like it, and it's days just, a it's gray. just the campus. Yeah. Like, take, go five miles outside the campus, like, beautiful sunny day. But it's, like, West Lafayette. It's, like, you know what it is? I just think there's, like, a bunch of, for some reason, and I don't know why I think this, I just think there's a bunch of smokestacks everywhere. Yeah. And it's just fucking, that's the clouds. Yeah, the boilermakers just yeah, making fucking boils. Never, never could be <laughs> IU. Oh God! Okay, uh, prediction, score prediction. I, I believe the line minus nine and a half. Where are the nuts you get that? Uh, Barstool. Is it really? Yeah. 
Hmm. All right, what do you see the line at? Uh, it. I saw it opened up at seven and a half for Notre Dame and went down to six and a half. I saw nine and a half the other day. Uh, I think okay. So this is the this is the part that I think is lost in translation. But I said this about Toledo. Purdue actually does kind of fucking stink this year. Their lead running back broke his leg last week. They don't really have anybody on offense. Uh, no, David Bell. They're they have a wide receiver that is bomb, like actually bomb. Like okay, he's going to do well in the NFL. And what's up? Uh, Kyle Hamilton, to, fucking what's good, baby? Their uh, their tight end's name. Payne Durham. Dude, all right, switch George Karloftis and Payne Durham, and we got ourselves a serious issue. <laughs> but, like, dude, you're fucking, you guys are both playing the wrong position. Like, George Karloftis got to be catching touchdowns, and fucking Payne Durham's got to be off the edge. Payne Durham is a sick name. Payne Durham's, you have to be a defensive player. You yeah, have to end. be. Tight end. You, dude, like, come on. Think of the marketing. Bring the pain. Bring the pain. Dude, like, come on. Like, this that guy fucked up. That guy should like I don't know how old he is, what what year. Just fucking go to go to the defense. <laughs> just fucking be like, you know what? Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh score predictions, I'm going like Yeah. In the article that I wrote, I said thirty one twenty four Notre Dame. Forty two thirteen Notre Dame. <laughs> we fucking run all over Purdue. We fucking shove it down their goddamn throats. We're going to have over 200 yards of rushing. Kyle Hamilton's going to have another interception. And we're going to get a fumble in there. We're just gonna, I'm just going to throw a fumble in there. I will tell you, this game will set the tone for the rest of the Notre Dame season. Set the tone game, if you will. Big set the tone game. This is a big, um, like, I don't know, fucking like, check your problems at the door game, fucking nut up or shut up. This is a big, uh, if Notre Dame doesn't show game. up. Jeff Quinn should get a Brian Van Gorder, get the boot out the door in the middle of the season game. How many points does Purdue have to score for you to be concerned with Marcus Freeman? Over 31. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, like, over 21. No. I'll give him... I'll give him... Dude... Purdue's offense ain't good. And if they're putting up three-plus touchdowns on us, we're fucked. Okay, I'll give them 28 then, at the most. Three-plus. Right. They get to 28 or above, I'm like, If they get to 21 or above, it doesn't matter how fucking good our offense is. When we come up against actually good teams, we're fucked. It doesn't matter how good the offensive is. If we're giving up 21-plus to fucking Purdue, we ain't doing shit. I mean, Purdue put up a solid 49 against UConn last week. Yeah, after UConn's <laughs> coach fucking resigned. It, he didn't get fired. He resigned. Right, right. Fucking uh, 42-13. Big week for IU football. Huge week for IU football. Are you playing Cincinnati? Oh, let's go! Yes, I need Fucking, an IU win this week, dude. Listen, I need an IU. Listen, Cincinnati's only what three and a half point favorites. I believe so. Yeah. It, fucking. Oh, IU dude. came out in at home at Holy IU. Nuts. At, and Cincinnati goes into a bye week to play Notre Dame after this, dude. IU needs a Fucking, huge uh, win. Did you Did you see the video that IU football posted? No. Oh, dude. 
this shit. I might like pause the podcast right here and show you because this shit got me fucking turned up. Dude, you know what? I am. Hold up. We're going to take a pause. We're going to watch this video real quick. All right, we're back. I just showed Michael the video. Great fucking chills, dude. Chills. Cincinnati at home. Dude. So the the video the video is basically showing you know the the IU student section all the fans there they're packing the fucking stadium against Idaho after getting shit kicked by Iowa and they said you know what we don't care we're in Tom Allen we trust and they I came love out the resilience yeah and they came out and they shit kicked Idaho and now they got Cincinnati and if they're packing the stands for Iowa Idaho oh, dude you better fucking believe that place is going to be absolutely rocking next weekend for Cincinnati. I got I got some good money on Indiana. A win against Cincinnati would significantly help me out. I mean, I, dude, the on, the only part that sucks, noon game. Yeah, but that's fucking that's where that's where Indiana lives, baby. It's where Indiana lives for the noon game. Gosh, dude, I would love nothing more than for them to beat Cincinnati. Holy nuts! At home too. I think the crowd's gonna be electric for that. I'm fucking struggling over here. The crowd is going to be electric. Look at all these sound waves of you just... I'm fucking... I'm struggling. (laughs) Listen, we're good now. No, the crowd's going to be fucking electric. Tom Allen, we trust, had a bad first game. It happens. But we came out, shit-kicked Idaho, and now we're ready to shit-kick Cincinnati. Give me some intake on the the IU offensive line. Good? Good. Better than Notre Dame's? Yes. So far. Anyone can be. I mean... Yeah, historically no. This this year, two games. Oh yeah, large sample size. Uh, local high school offensive line is better than Notre Dame's. I don't know our local offensive, our local high school's offensive line is like a bunch of me-sized guys. So right, I'll still take that. They got mm, heart. Debatable. <laughs> Kane Madden, absolute trash bags. Dude, I'm gonna fucking hold you to this. I I, I hope Kane Madden. I hope Kane, dude. What side does George Carluftis Car- play on? Uh, I believe the left. The same as Kane, or no? I think I think Kane Madden's like our left guard or left tackle, and Carluftis I think is the left who's, side defensive end. So, fucking, who's playing? Uh, left tackle for us, because it was Blake, and then he went down, and then it was Carmody, and he went down. Yeah, I don't know. Just give me fucking Rocco Spindler. I don't care what fucking position he plays. I just want to watch that motherfucker run guys over. The unfortunate thing is that there should be a true shuffle of the offensive line, and Brian Kelly's just not going to do that. Slash Jeff Quinn. Not Well, I'll tell you what. Kane Madden is going to have the fucking game of his life, baby. <laughs> He's going to run George Carlufus over. George Carlufa. He's going He's going to scrub his back with George Carlufa. <laughs> And fucking put him in the goddamn dirt. And the fucking O-line's going to take back their status of being O-line you. Yeah, okay. And we're going to fucking run some Kevin, up, Kevin Austin's going to have a breakout game. And by breakout, I mean like... I was about to say, like what's, national, what's a breakout game? Because like, like national stage breakout, like he's called pull, out on ESPN he's got, breakout game. So, okay, so then what do you... Give me his stats then. Because I have, I have something in mind that like... Like catches? Like... Give me catches, yards, touchdowns. I'll g- I'll give you my stat line if you want me to. Okay, I'll see how close it is to mine. I got I got catches and touchdowns. So I don't I, have yards. Seven catches. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Hundred plus yards, two touchdowns. 
I was going to go seven catches, two touchdowns, and like 175 yards. 175. So far. Okay. Pump the, we, the brakes a little bit. We've turned into a pass-first offense. Pump the brakes a little bit there. turned into a pass-first offense. <laughs> seven catches, 170 yards is like... I mean, that's like that's like twenty five yards a catch. He's throwing bombs. That's <laughs> it, that's, that's yak gonna, right there. That's he's yak. gonna have yards after contact. He's just going down the field. I love the mentality that you're having of just like we're gonna be throwing bubble screens, and then the, that one guy is so good that he's just gonna fucking throw the entire off the other team off of him. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I gotta have confidence somewhere. I also wouldn't mind to see a couple bubble screens. I'm gonna be like fucking not like not like. I don't want to see what I don't want to see ever because I feel like this play has just never worked. The, like, three wide receiver set and they throw that screen. That It's like the two wide receivers are blocking for him. Yeah. I feel like that's just never worked in the history of ever. But you know what probably could work? The, like, this the running back screen because they're never going to see it coming because the O-line's been so bad that they're going to be like, oh, fucking swim move, here it is. Like, I'm good. And then they release, bang. And then it's like... Here comes the fucking the freight train. You ain't stopping the freight train. You know what I'm saying? There you go. There you Maybe go. sometimes you got to play into your strength. That's a 10% of Tommy Reese right there coming in. <laughs> you got to know. You got to know. It's like fucking deception. It's like, dude, they're never going to think the screen is coming because they're going to be like, this just looks like a normal play to us. All right. You know? All Maybe right. I should be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Maybe. If it was just like Madden and I could just fucking click those plays, I'd be, I'd be a fucking great offensive coordinator. All right, I have one other uh, college football thing that I want to bring up. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this uh, throughout the broadcast and stuff this week. Nick Saban. D's nuts. Is a D's nuts joke kind of guy. Dude, you know, dude, the funniest part. So I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. You know he doesn't use it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, he's like fucking... Like, the guy, like, the equipment manager will come up and be like, hey, coach, like, we're out of fucking, you know, red practice jerseys. He's like, well, you know, you better get some more. But these nuts. nuts. (laughs) It's like, that's not fucking when you, that's not when you say it. That's not, like, you didn't fucking, but, like, you know, he's like, he's, and then he fucking, he's got, he's got his guy next to him and he fucking tabs off, fucking got that kid. Fucking suck it, kid. And you, 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 you know he's doing it to, like, the interns. Like, it's definitely to the interns. Dude, Nick Saban is a D's nuts joke kind of guy. Just that's That's, like, up. upset of the century. Yeah. Like, plus 5,000 betting odds. Like, what kind of jokes does Nick Saban like? D's, D's nuts, nuts plus 5,000. Like, that's, that's maybe the upset of the century. Oh, that was hilarious. When I first heard that, I was like, no way. And And the thing is, you know, too, that he doesn't, like laugh he just gives two gut chuckles he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah got him (laughs) you know like it's just like a nuts (laughs) 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 got him and then immediately back like you motherfuckers (laughs) screaming right afterwards too (laughs) yeah that cracked me up (laughs) nick saban man of mystery what a guy but i feel like i it also it also makes so much sense that it's like a year and a half too late. Like Nick Saban's just getting to the like like point of like where D's nuts is funny. 
He's probably, he's probably gonna come out and say his favorite number is sixty nine. Dabs are cool too. Just like, well, well, time out. Wait, they kind of are. Dabs are always cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> but for the pop, the majority of the population, not cool. But select group. B, if you know, you know. Dabs still cool. He's gonna, he's just gonna like be on the sideline one day and just hit him with like a yeet. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Uh, yeah, too funny, too funny. All right, anything else sports wise you want to touch on? Yeah, actually, real quick. So we didn't actually get to talk about the Bears game. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. That was such a weird game. Because, like, every... Like, I was so concerned about the offensive line, and then they were just, like, good. Like, we just ran the ball a ton. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then the play calling was, like, so weird. Play calling was weird. I understand and don't understand why Andy Dalton was in for so long. Dude, Justin Fields comes in in the red zone and just runs the ball. Okay, but that that first drive was so weird where Justin Fields comes in and he throws like a five-yard out. Yeah. Like that was that made no sense. Like if you're going to bring Justin Fields in, you should bring him in to do something that Andy Dalton can't. Right. And it was just like that that entire play like wasn't even like a, a thought of him running. It was just like, yeah, five-yard out. Yeah. Did you listen to uh, Redline Radio from today? You, no. From Thursday? No. I believe it was from Thursday. And it was a wild comparison that the Bears and Notre Dame are kind of mirror images of each other. The defense is not historically the same as what they used to be. Like past couple years, correct? It's not that they're bad. But they're just not as good as they have been, you know? Sure. The the Bears have great position players on offense and a shitty offensive line. And then you have a veteran quarterback who is making an absolute stud sit behind him. Does that sound familiar? All right. Offensively, I can 1,000% agree on. Defensively, I have a little more confidence in in Notre Dame's defense than I do in the sure. Bears defense. But like you you get what I'm saying where it's yeah. like if you're putting them up to like the test, it's like the Bears defense is is not as good as they have used to be. Yeah. And and Notre Dame's defense, while it still can be good this year, is not as good as it used to be. Also, uh speaking of Notre Dame defensive stats, you want to hear this one? Uh Notre Dame defense this year has already given up four sixty plus yard yeah. plays and uh they gave up three in Clarkley's entire tenure. Marcus Freeman, get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> motherfucker. Should be no. fired midseason. No. Man, man, you fucking stink. What's up? <laughs> Talk about it or what? I gave oh, my opinion. Just pointing out facts. I mean, I gave just arguing, opinions. you know? Marcus Freeman's a better recruiter, too. Maybe not a better coach, though. <laughs> huh? Maybe not a better coach. I guarantee you he is. First two games, two thumbs down. First two games as a brand new coach in the system. First you know? two games as a fourth year coach in the system. Jeff Quinn. Get hey, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like big name schools, George, Alabama, they get a new defensive coordinator. They ain't giving up fucking 20 plus points at Toledo. I'll tell you that. I'm just saying, as your fourth no, year offensive line hey. coach, should you be this trash bags of a, of a unit? Hey, you, you. I mean, you've said it the whole time. The defense, defense has the athletes, right? You know, they shouldn't be giving up those plays. 
Correct. We shouldn't, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt of a learning curve. We shouldn't. We should hold ourselves to a high standard. We should. So where's the offensive line performance after a coach who's been here for four years? Not good. I've never said it was. I'm just going to have a little bit more faith. I got faith in Marcus Freeman. I'm going to have faith in our offensive line. I have faith in one out of two. I can't wait to fucking... I can't wait for <laughs> them to... And please I can't, prove me wrong. No, no. no please prove me no. wrong. I you just don't, don't get to think take, that you will. You don't get to have any joy in the offensive line when they become good. Fine. Any joy. Fine. You don't get to root for them. I'll root for the other six players out there. Every time we run the ball and we get a good game, you can't high-five anybody in the stands. <laughs> you can't cheer. You gotta, you gotta be like, dang. Every time, that sucks. Every time Notre Dame has a big run, I will text you why it wasn't because of the offensive line. That's like literally impossible. <laughs> I will text. You, I want you to know uh, that great handoff by whoever's in it. I, I, I want you to know oh. that that's quite literally great, great, impossible. Uh, couple of uh, shedding tackles by Kyron Williams. What he got dude, hit in the backfield I can't, twice. I can't wait for there there to be one time <laughs> where the fucking offensive line parts the defense like the goddamn Red Sea. Yeah, and, I can't ta- wait and for Chris that Tyree goes fucking seventy yards untouched to the house, <laughs> and I'm gonna legitimately send you a picture of my ball sack, dude, <laughs> and be like, "This is dropping on your forehead right now." I can't wait for that too because that's gonna speak. happen against St. Mary's. <laughs> no. It's going to happen against Purdue this week, <laughs> multiple fucking times, and we're going to do it against Wisconsin, too. Okay. So, fucking, you better watch the fuck out. Dude, uh, like I said, I hope they prove me wrong. No, shut up. Shut up. But I don't. You're like done. Like I said, you're it's going to be against St. Mary's. You're excommunicated. Okay. <laughs> from liking the offensive line. <laughs> Fine. I'll cheer for the other six players on the offense. <laughs> I hope. Uh, you know what? I'm going to fucking somehow make friends with those guys, and then I'm going to have them all come over. And we're gonna just beat the shit out of you once we go twelve and zero. So then, can I go to campus and beat the shit out of them for their trash bags play? You can try. Games? You can try. I'd love to see it happen. Can I get a group of people like they get a group of people on me? Yeah, but they. It's like oh, you can get as, you can get the like your guys, and then it's like their guys too. So like you gotta fight the whole offensive line. I'll recruit some people. I'd be shocked if you could recruit like the the type of people that it could fight the offensive line. I already you have, got uh, you got like no friends that are that big. Not friends, but like people that I know. But like you, but they're like those people aren't gonna come and fight with you. Why not? You gotta have. You, it's gotta be like your guys. It doesn't have to be. It kind of has to. Be they gotta agree to fight with you. Like are those people that you know? Like, are they gonna fucking be like, yeah, dude, I'll go fucking beat up the Notre Dame offensive line. The offensive line's got a vendetta with you. Those other people don't have a vendetta with the offensive line. Yeah, we'll have to see. I hope every part of Notre Dame's football team does well. <laughs> I do Including, too. No, you don't. No, you don't. Do you too. don't. No, you I don't. I do. No. I do. There's no, no part of me that would I ever root against you. Notre Dame. Yeah, but no, but you hate the offensive line, so. I don't, I don't hate them. I hate the way that they're playing. You said you weren't rooting for them. When did I say that? Because you you literally said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm rooting for the whole team, and I said you can't say you're rooting for the whole team because you just said you're not rooting for the offensive line. And if you were going to give me that stipulation, I would root for the other six players on offense, but I'm still rooting for Notre Dame as a whole because I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. This is Notre Dame football is what I freaking live for. 12 days out of the year. 
I live for 12 Saturdays every year. The whole rest of the 300, however many days that is, is just like, ah, 12 days is what I get. I know. And it's, it, it's just sad, honestly, to see you turn your back on the offensive line so fast. I, I get it. They've been bad. I'm not saying they haven't been. And I'm not saying. I, I, oh, I'm not done on. talking. Oops. Okay, go ahead. I'm not done. It's just sad to see you turn your back on, you know, your boys. Those are your boys. And you just fucking two games in, you said, go fuck yourself. There's a difference of being bad and historically last place, dead last in the power five bad. It's, it'd be it's one thing. if it'd The be peaks one thing. and the valleys. Okay, oh, dude. You got to be got I am I'm, I'm in the mud right now. It would be one thing if they were like ah not performing up to Notre Dame standard. I'd be like all right, like we'll figure it out, we'll turn it around. It's another thing when you're fucking dead last in the power 5. Hey. Peaks and valleys. You got to be I'm in the trenches. You're you're below sea level in the trenches. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm Mariana Trench. I'm 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 army crawling the Mariana Trench right now. <laughs> Fucking me and the boys, me and the five offensive linemen. And guess what? We'll get out eventually. We'll they, get out. They need some fucking wake-up calls from from Quentin Nelson and... Hey, we'll get out. Whoever in the nuts else wants to hey. give them something from the NFL, wake the nuts up. We'll get out. I hope you're right. We'll get out. I hope you're right. We'll get out. Okay. Done with sports talk for the day. That was... Holy nuts, 57 minutes of sports talk. Let's get into our top five draft of the weekend. Still kind of sports related, but not as much. Um, We're going with our top five seats for the game. Whatever game you're watching, whatever seat you want, these are our favorite seats for what we're watching. And Jack, you have this week's first pick. I've been thinking a lot about this. And and there is there's so many ways you can go with this. There is. That's why I picked it. It's just broad. Because, okay, so I'm torn between two, but one like I there the one that I'm thinking of, the one that would is my number one. The, the there's like a, a big knock to it. Okay. But I'm going to go with it anyways. But then, ah, fuck. I have, a, <laughs> I have like a stipulation. Here's the as thing. To Here's, like, the thing. Here's the thing. You're... Like how in detail can I go with this seat? Because I want like, I need like, like my number one pick is like other people are there with me. Sure. Okay. Then fine. I like this. Uh, I'm going at home, corner of an L couch, Notre Dame football game with... A group of Notre Dame friends. And I'll tell you why. I love being at the game. There's nothing like being at a Notre Dame game. But being at home, you got beer next to you. You don't got to wait in lines for the bathroom. You got homemade food. You don't got to wait in lines for there. You're not squeezed together. And I get it. That's all part of the experience. I like it. But I like being comfy too. Like I just like being comfy. And I got, and sure. you know, you get the whole experience at home. Yeah, you kick fair. the le- you kick the legs up, you're relaxing. I gotta go. I I gotta go at home. Fair. Number one on the L shaped couch. Okay. And I know I know exactly what you're talking about. You always take that corner of the L. Yo, dude, they, it's the most elite seat. 
All right. All right. Mine Actually, I like the most elite seat is the corner of the J couch. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the not the not the L corner of the J couch, the J corner of the J couch. All right. So you pick the corner of the couch for a Notre Dame football game with Notre Dame yeah. friends around. Yep. A lot of stipulations. Okay. So, my pick I hope you don't veto this because I think there's enough different stipulations that it makes it a different pick. Are you just going to go White Sox? No. Okay. I'm going to go on the couch. Okay. NFL it's, Sunday. Wait, time out. It's ve- before you finish this, it's very crazy that we were like, yo, pick like seats you like to watch the game. Both of us, number one, was like at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck going to the game. Not, not at the game. On the couch, NFL Sunday. Doesn't matter what seat that you have on the couch, but your team, whatever team you root for, either has already played on Thursday night or is playing on Sunday. So or it's Sunday a, it's night a free or Monday Sunday. night. So that way you're literally just sitting there and you can like nap if you want to. You can have some snacks if you want to. You like you're not fully tuned in to the games that are on, but you're like seventy percent checked in. And you can just kind of doze in, doze out. You're literally just in full couch potato mode. I like that. I'm not. I I take out the Sunday night game because that game is like with the game where like that you're like, dude, like fuck, like I know I'm watching these games and I'm hanging out and I'm watching these games, but like the game, like I gotta be locked in for my game tonight. And it's like if you want that good Sunday, you just want to be like, dude, like I don't give a fuck what happens in these games. I'm just gonna like sit here. Yeah. You know, I I don't even have anything to worry about tonight. It's, you know? it's, it's the slate of games that go from, like, noon or 1 o'clock until 6, 7, that you're just chilling on the couch, not really caring about, but also slightly watching. I'll give—I'm not going to, like, pick this as a different pick, so I'll put it in there with that. The, like, the, the, like, the glorious you get it once a year, the Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, That's the yeah. most elite Big game time. to watch ever. Big time. You got to have a nice couch. You fall asleep, beer in hand. You're just like, and it's like, it's like 10 minutes. It's like, you're fucking, you're just a quick nap. Yep. So, and you're back up. You're, you're chilling. So, yeah, you didn't even know what happened, too. And you always got to wake up confused. Oh, what? Oh, who? What, hey. what happened? Oh, fuck. <laughs> we punted. <laughs> like, that was the first quarter. It's the fourth, yeah, it's the been fourth quarter. For two and a half quarters. <laughs> How the fuck did you score that? Well, you went asleep. You fell asleep in the first. It's the third. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I like that pick, though. It's a good pick. Good pick. Okay, um, fuck. I try and fuck it. I'm going to go just our season tickets at the Notre Dame games. No! That's, yeah, yeah. No! I, I have thought to. for sure those have would to. escape your nope. mind. No, 100%. Nuts. Those are the best tickets. It's, it's, it's upper. Section 126. Yeah. Yep, up, up high. Because you don't want to be, it, it's one of those things, I've been on the sideline, like legitimately on the sideline for football games. You don't want to be there. You want to be up high because you want to be able to see the field, and you don't want to be on the end zones. You want to be down the sidelines. And the season tickets that we have in Notre Dame, they're up. They're like on like what, like the twenty-five, the thirty-yard line. Yep. It's the perfect. You can see it all. You know when the play's developing. It's the great seats and a little little bonus for the Notre Dame stadium. the The seats are wider as you get higher. Because there's more space. So you're not like in the lower bowl, they're going to pack the same amount of seats into shorter benches. Not up high. You get more room. 
that's an elite seat. I thought for sure nope. that I, was that, that it was seat. between. The, I thought you were going that number one because I I was that, those are my two number one debates. It was at home or at the game. Dang it! All right, good pick, good pick. Had to do it. Uh, all right. Um. Okay, so you went you went a little bit higher up, one twenty six for some football games. I'm gonna go with, in my opinion, is I think the only sport that is worth watching close up. I'm going courtside seats for a basketball game. Ooh, like that. I disagree with you on the only sport that's good watching close up, but I like that pick. Courtside seats for a basketball game, normally you get some sort of extra perks where it's like free food, free drinks. And that's what sells it. That's what's big time. But I also legitimately think that that is the only sport that's worth watching that close to the action. Like baseball, you're like you. It's it's not bad, but like you can't get that close. Football, it's you're normally blocked by the benches. Uh, I mean, those are the the main ones. Hockey, I I don't really care. Hockey, about. Hockey, hockey's kind of sweet. Hockey would be pretty. But it's cool, also but like, not also cool because it's like hockey that much. Hockey's cool, but also not cool because you can't like if it goes down to the other end, like you can't see the puck. Right. And like basketball, you get the whole court. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's okay. why I'm taking basketball courtside seats. Okay, fuck. I'm debating between two again, and I don't know if one of them is close, like too close to my second pick. So I'm not gonna take that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna take this just f- solely for the point of contention of your last pick uh i'm going first row behind home plate at a major league game because it's cool for multiple reasons one again you get the extra amenities you get the people coming to serve you it's like the scout seats you get to do whatever two you're on tv the whole time uh three it's the closest thing i'm ever gonna get to like thinking i hit a no doubt home run like when fucking somebody smokes one and you're like, dude, that ball's fucking gone. <laughs> like that ball's hit a billion feet. And it's yeah. like, I was watching that. And it's also like you look, you see the pitches coming in. You see everything happening. You're like, oh, that one's in the gap. Like I can read the outfield from here. Like that's a gap. It's a sweet seat to sit in. Fair. Fair. Good pick. I have no arguments there. It's it, And it's the one that will rival courtside seats as being like, I'm close enough to the game, but I'm not like – I can still see everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So my first two picks were things that I have experienced. Actually, my third pick is also something I have experienced. Um, All right. Third pick. I'm going to go pick your favorite sports bar. Fuck. I'm going to go the galley. Galleys. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever your favorite sports bar is. Uh, specifically on the first day of March Madness. Ooh. But, like, I, I, I'm not going to hear any complaints on, like, an NFL Sunday, a college football Saturday. Yeah, well, okay, so, see, this is why I talked to you about this earlier, because I think those are all different. Like, I could take a college football Saturday. You could. It's the same thing taking sitting at home for one game for sitting at home for a different game. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go the first day of March Madness at your favorite sports bar 
because one, it's most likely the middle of the week and you should be at work, but you're not. You're drinking beers, you have basketball on from noon until midnight, and you're just locked and loaded. Okay. <laughs> I love the pick. Love the pick. But, again, I'm going to pick this solely because it made me laugh and it's out of contention. <laughs> I'm going to go your cubicle seat for the first day of March Madness <laughs> when you're not supposed to be fucking watching the games, but you got the March Madness stream up on your computer where it's like nine different tiny-ass little corners yeah. where it's like, I'm watching every single game and I'm so fucking locked in. And it's like, I know I have work to get done, but I'm not going to fucking do it. So, like, I'm just going to sit here and watch March Madness all day. And that makes it even better that you know you shouldn't be doing it and you right. have shit to do. Right. But you're you're watching it anyways. Yeah. And, and like, I, I don't know if this is the same. You can take it if you want. But it was the best, like, we had it in high school. Back in school. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like the you teacher's teaching. It. You're just like, dude, like listen man i don't fucking there's no shot i'm listening to you right now like there's 15 march madness games on no the, no, no. the coolest was when the teachers like they knew it was like the young teacher and they're like dude i ain't fucking teaching anything today like i'll throw the games up let's go watch this and like let's see what's up yeah yeah like we had fair. one teacher in high school that legitimately would just be like like talking to us about the game be like who you got in your bracket would be like breaking down the bracket with him and like we just wouldn't he just wouldn't teach the first two days of march madness yeah I'd be like, this guy fucking, he rules. It's big time. That's what you want. Big time. All right. Uh, my number four pick. Uh, I really hope you don't take my number five because I'm taking this at number four. Anytime oh, I have to pick a specific sport, um, I am going to go... I've not experienced this with football. I've only experienced this with basketball and baseball. Are you going sweet? Yes. Yeah. But I will pick it for football specifically. If I could experience That's it. That's so funny. <laughs> that was the funniest build up to that. <laughs> I've only experienced this with basketball and baseball, but I'm picking a football sweet. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? I, I just, I dude. I love watching football, so like any chance that I get to watch football is is gonna be legendary. But watching it in a suite is a pretty sweet experience. Okay, so see, my only gripe with this is I think baseball is the most elite because when I'm watching football, I almost don't want to be in a suite. I want to be like locked into the action, and then if I'm locked into the action, I'm not enjoying the suite. The thing is, well, actually, no, no, no. I might change this. I might call a quick audible. IndyCar suites. Legendary. Because I'd still rather go baseball. No, because the thing is, like, suites, you tow the line between suites and press boxes where it's like, am I supposed to cheer? Am no, I not no, no, to no, cheer? no, 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 no. If a pre- you, you if suite and a press able, box are two different things. You need, to be ha- you need to have the ability to be able to just fully express yourself and cheer and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's a suite. IndyCar suites are sweet yeah so, so i'll still take football but indycar actually just so climbed like up the rankings the the when whenever i think of like a suite i think of it as like a couple things like one i think of it as i'm still there for the game like i want to enjoy what's going on right and i want to be like locked in for it yep in 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 some type of way but i don't want to be so locked in that i'm like hanging on to like every single play 
and I'm like, oh, like, dude, like, what's going on? Like, and that's what I am for football. Like, football, I'm locked into every play. I'm like, you know, I'll get up during the timeouts, you know, I'll do whatever. Why I think baseball's an elite, sweet sport is because it's like, like, you can fucking, like, depending on who you're playing, what time of the season, you could be like, dude, like, fuck it, like, I don't need to watch every single pitch. Like, I need to watch every single play in football, you know? Like, I can I can go up, I can talk to people in the middle of the game, and then, like, if, if something happens, like, I can just peek around the corner and see it. I like, I like having those, those plays, those times, those abilities to be able to get up and walk around. But, like, also being locked in when your team is playing, but also having the luxury of, like, a cushiony leather seat, your own private bathrooms, not having to worry about food and drink. It's a good experience. True. No, I'm not I'm not knocking a sweet, I'll tell you that. It's a pretty <laughs> it's pretty sweet if you know what I'm saying. It's a sweet sweet. It's a sweet sweet. There you go. I like it. I would have just gone baseball. Baseball would have been baseball's my number one sweet sport. Fair. Fair. And I'm not talking sweet sport, I'm talking sweet sport. S U I T Sweet or Sweet. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Picking right. up what I'm putting down. There you go. There you All right, go. number five. Ah, fucking. <sighs> fucking. <laughs> I pray to God you don't pick my number five because I have nothing left on my list. I don't think I am. I think my number five is like kind of obscure. Okay. I just don't know what sport I want to pick it for. Because there's like two, but you're like toeing the line with one, but it's like the other one is oh my God, much I more God. you can do with it. All right, fuck it. I'm, so I'm going baseball as a sport, and I'm going uh, like an outdoor TV no! like barbecue. No! Yeah, fuck yeah, baby. Let's go. And you're sitting out there. You're by the pool. You're fucking, you're, you got, you're popping the top a little bit. It's hot. You're like, what's up, dude? Oh. Some guy's grilling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So can I get NFL Sunday fire pit outdoors? Sure. Okay. There we go. But, I mean, I still think the whole, like, you get the whole, like, people, like, NFL Sunday, like, NFL is not a thing that, like, if you, I think college football plays better. I don't like NFL Sunday. I like an NFL Sunday. I'll, like I'm I mean, not I'll outside. Take, I'll take a college football Saturday if your team's away. Yeah, but like, okay, but like, I'm not gonna like. Even if it, even if they're home, like, we can't do that because we don't have a home NFL football team that we can just like you know walk down the street to or drive five minutes to. If I was in Chicago, I'd still take like a pool party for like those socks if I couldn't go to a game. Over like an NFL Sunday fire pit. A pool party for the Sox. Like and it's not like it's not like not like a pool Bears party. Fire pit? Yeah. It's not like a pool party, but it's like it's like there is a pool and then it's like a barbecue, you know, I'm sitting outside game down oh, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know? I'll give you that. Yeah. I'm still like, taking that's that as sweet. number five though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fire with the TVs outdoors. As long as you don't get eaten up by mosquitoes. See, that's that's where that's the downfall. I'll the mosquitoes. It. I'll still take it. I just like I just like a good, you know, like like I'm popping my top off when I'm watching the Sox <laughs> game. I'm like, what's up? Yeah, man, I'm fucking. There's a pool. Gets too hot. Dip in the pool. There you go. 
Love a good outdoors game. Fair. Me too. Love a good outdoors game. Yeah. All right. Good draft. Yeah. Wrapping up our top five there. Uh, any dumb thoughts, random stories you want to share with the listeners before we head out for the weekend? I got, I got two. Okay. So I got just one dumb thought. So uh, Hurricane Ida, I believe, is the one that just hit. Mm-hmm. I was not a confident. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I think so. Okay. I want a hurricane with just like... So like, what what would have been like the past hurricanes? Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane well, they name them in Katrina. Yeah, yeah, Hurricane like Katrina. I want a hurricane with just like the most average name. Hurricane Hurricane, hurricane Steve coming in. <laughs> hurricane Robert. It's always just like it's always just like exotic, like Ida, Katrina. I guess Harvey's kind of like Hurricane but like, Mike. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, Hurricane Bob's coming in. I don't know if I can <laughs> tearing it up like Hurricane Larry. Yeah, it's like they always give these like cool names. Like just give like just give like the most average name. Just one time. I want one guy in the like hurricane name. Also, who names the hurricane? Hurricane Jim. Yeah. Who names it? I don't know. It's Jay next. Jim. Yeah. Hurricane Jim, please. Don't I mean don't actually hit us, Hurricane Jim. Hurricane Jim. James. No, I don't like James. James. Jimmy. Jim. Jimbo. Jimmy. Hurricane Jimbo. (laughs) Coming in hot. That's what I'm saying. Hurricane. I just want want a normal name. No, just average name Hurricane. Hurricane, what comes after that? H-I-J-K? Kyle? No, that's like a what's up. (laughs) Hurricane Kev. Hurricane Kevin. Hurricane Keith. uh... Hurricane Keith. (laughs) Hurricane Keith. Hurricane Keith. Keith Hernandez. Yes, gone forever. Hurricane Keith. It's Aaron. not. I was like, not Keith Hernandez. <laughs> Definitely still alive. Hurricane um, Keith. Hurricane Keith just coming in. Hurricane Keith would be the most average hurricane of all time. It just great. be. It just be like you know, like a fucking windy, like rainy day. Thank you for that fucking that great noise. <laughs> um, okay, last thing. So I got a story to tell. Okay. So, I've talked about the the locker room at my gym before, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say that I live or not I live, but I I go to a you know gym that's like upscale, yeah, comparatively speaking to every other gym. Mm-hmm. So I've recently started going in the mornings before I go to work, and so I have to take a shower there. So I bring all my shit, to put on my you know my shower shoes. So I just have like just like shitty flip flops. Like I got like a Dollar Tree for like legitimately a dollar. Yeah. I got looked at like I was a fucking crazy person. No one else wears shower shoes. Am I a fucking? Am I the weird one? Like I get it that this is like an upscale gym. It's nice. It's well kept. But like, it's still a fucking gym, and you're still walking on tiled floor where everyone else walks. After they just sweat their dick off without shoes. That's gross. The bathroom's right next to where the showers are. Like, dude, it's legitimately like a stall, six inches of like concrete, and then the shower. Alright, so I got double perspectives here. My first thought is no, I think that you're normal, and that's what people should do. Okay. 
My second thought is our parents made such a big deal about us, like, not taking off our socks in hotel rooms. Okay, yeah, that, like that. that was stupid. Like, uh, if I were to get some sort of foot fungus or whatever they were scared of, like, I feel like I would have gotten it by now. And the I hotel, The hotel room, I agree with. The showers of a gym... That's Shower fucking. Shower gym is like, like, sure. Like, would I wear shower sandals? Yeah, but like, I understand if people don't want to. It's, I wouldn't look at them any different. But I think it's different in a gym than a hotel room. Like, you see the difference there, right? It's like, hey, we all just fucking sweat our cocks off, and now we're all like standing in the same like area. Like a is hotel it, room, it's not like these is people it just are like the transmission of sweat. Like, why isn't that on the machines then? But it's just like a bunch of like just gross, like just gross, a bunch of grossness in that locker room. Like, it's not the most upstanding. Like, why? Because it's where we're like, like I said, we just sweat and then we change. It's legitimately where all the gross is let let out. So, so you don't think that the grossness gets let out on sweat on the machines that you were just using? No, we wiped those down. You don't? Very, no, very, very conscious about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm still on your side. Like, I think it's normal to wear those shower sandals or whatever you want to call them. And but... and and I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily not normal to not wear them. But like, dude, like I was getting looks like. Like, look at this fucking poof over here with the no, shower sandals. No, no. I was like, dude, like, I ain't getting fucking athlete's foot over here. Yeah, that's fair. That's gross. That's fair. Also, like, you don't know, like, it's not even that. It's like, you don't know what kind of, like, those other guys that are working out there might already have fungus. Yeah. You know? And they, they're tracking it in there. Yeah. That's gross. All right. I have one, uh, one quick thing that I want to bring up real quick. All right. Uh... A new acronym that we uh, not new, not new that that Jack and I started years ago without knowing slash remembering that we need to bring up on the podcast. So uh, when people type "lol" in a text, no one ever actually laughs out loud. Think to yourself, yeah. Please tell me the last time that you typed "lol" and actually laughed out loud. Here's your new acronym that please, 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 if you're listening to this, start using. Please use CTMQ. Chuckle to myself quietly. <laughs> Chuckling to myself quietly. And Jack and I thought of this, had to have been what, 15 years ago? No, no, no 12 no, no. years ago? No, no, no. Like, I would say like fifth eight, grade. eight to 10. I was in, uh, I, was I, in I was in like sixth grade. So I was in ninth. Yeah, you, it was like eight to 10 years ago. You were like 14. So ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Chuckle to myself quietly. Chuckle to myself quietly. quietly. Please use that instead of LOL. Yeah. No one actually laughs out loud. I'll tell you <laughs> what though, if we're taking it seriously, if if that was like if we actually had to text what actually happened, also nobody would have an ass. Laughing my ass off, dude. <laughs> like fucking zero people would have asses. No, nobody in the entire world would have an ass. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> Chuck it to myself quietly, everybody. CTMQ. Start using it. Let's go. All right. <laughs> that long episode. Where. Long episode. Thank you. 
if you stuck around this far. Uh, we appreciate it. That is where we are wrapping up Shed Some Light episode 109. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Check out the links to our social media down in the description. And uh, we will catch everyone on Monday. Go Irish. Go Hoosiers. And in the meantime. Go Bears. Go Bears. Keep them cold. <laughs> Keep them cold, everyone.